Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the INFJ Whisperer podcast, where I dissect all things INFJ. You are not alone anymore. There are others like you. Hey everyone, I hope that you guys are doing amazing wherever you are. I'm so grateful guys that you're watching all my videos and commenting and giving me so much feedback. I do appreciate it and I do read all the comments, so please do not stop, right? A couple of days ago, I went to this really huge party, a very huge party for an INFJ like me because I'm an introvert, a major introvert at times and a major extrovert at times. I'm an ambivert, really, if you think about it. And I think most INFJs are because we go through like phases and cycles. Some days we're going to be really extroverted and we want to do everything, we want to meet everyone. And then we'll go into our shell and we don't meet people for like weeks on end or days on end, right? I go through really like cycles of that. That day, I knew it was going to be a huge party. There were about 150 people invited. So I was like, all right, I know I'm going to this party. I know that I want to be up for it. I know I want to be extroverted in it. So I kind of planned out my week so I didn't spend a lot of time with people. I made sure that I did things to take care of myself. I got a massage before the party. And I made sure that I was ready for the party. You know, I had a nap. I ate good food during the day. I took care of my sleep, everything. The reason I wanted to do this video is I wanted to kind of share with you how I spent my time at the party because it was very typical of what an INFJ does at parties, right? I think it might be funny to you and also interesting because it might, you might relate to it, right? So first of all, because INFJs are obsessed with being perfect, I got there on time. I had to get there on time. It's like this obsessive need I have inside of me to be on time everywhere. My friend told me there's not going to be anyone there at that time. And there wasn't anyone really. There was a few people there already. I'm surprised. But, you know, mostly my all my friends get there, but get to all parties very late. And I'm sitting there early and by myself thinking to myself, why am I so freaking early to everything? All right. It's just insane. I know trade. Very much so. Right. So I'm there. I'm early. I'm dressed up, obviously, because it's a chance to dress up. INFJs do love to dress up. I love color. I love dressing up. It's so much fun. We don't do it often because you forget that, you know, we're, we're a body and we just forget to do all those things. But when we have a chance and we are at the top of our game, we love dressing up. So, you know, I had a dress on. I had heels on. You know, I put a little bit of makeup, which is very rare for me. I was just excited. I was really excited to get there, right? I got there. You know, I was dressed up. And I walked around. The first thing I do at every party is I recon, recon the place, reconnaissance mission, as they call it. I make sure I go to the entire house, wherever I'm going to, make sure I know all the exits, make sure where all the windows are, how is it, does it smell, what kind of smell is it, where is everything, where is the water, where is the washroom, where is all the food located, where are all the people located, where are all the cool people located, 
Where are all the fun people located? Where are people laughing a lot? Where are people being doing serious conversations? All of that stuff. So I'm doing a recon mission, right? I go in. That's the first thing I'll do. I'll walk around. I'll see where everything is. I'll put it all in my mind map, and I know exactly. And then at that point, I feel a little bit more comfortable. I'm like, all right, I know where everything is. Okay? And then wherever I think I want to hang out first, where I think the fun people are, where people are laughing a lot, where it's more relaxed, because I just don't want to go right into a deep conversation. I want to first gauge out the audience, and I just want to sit back and watch. Right? I don't want to have a conversation right away. So I went to the rooftop where there was a bunch of people I knew, which is nice because there were people that I, they can just talk and I can listen, and I love that. And I went there, I just sat down, and I just sat back and I just watched. I listened. I said, hmm, and, you know, yes, oh, wow, and I asked questions and all that stuff. But I wasn't actually really contributing because I was still gauging the audience. I was still gauging the people around me. And I was I'm wanting to let them talk. I don't want to be the one who talks all the time. I want people to talk, and I want actually them to volunteer information about themselves, answer questions, so I can learn about themselves. That's usually what my role is. And so I'm doing that, I'm hanging out, and then more and more people come. And because I'm an ambivert, because I am both extroverted and introverted, I have a lot of friends. I know a lot of people, is what I should say. I don't have a lot of friends. I know a lot of people. And so a lot of people came in and out and say, hello, hey, how are you? Give a hug, you know, say, how are you doing? How's everything going? People kind of a couple of people get clingy and obsessed with me and then what I have to do is I kind of have to kind of not shove them off but kind of introduce them to someone else that they can be clingy or obsessed with and then run off which is usually what I do because it happens to me all the time I'll get like pinned in a corner by this person who just wants to tell me all their life story and they're crying and weeping and bawling and I'm like oh my god what am I going to do now I don't want to do this the rest of the party and so I'll, I'll see someone walking past I'm like oh my god Leo Leo do you know this person this, do you, do you, have you met this person and I'll introduce them, and they'll get into this deep conversation, and then I'll just leave, like slither off as quickly as possible, because I don't want to be pinned again, right? And so that's part of what I did in the beginning. And then as, as time went on, people got drunker and drunker. There were more deeper conversations that I was involved in, you know, and then I'd stay for a little bit, and then i get bored, and, and i kind of move, uh, shuffle them off to someone else, and then walk away again. As always, an INFJ always gets stuck in the bathroom or in a bedroom with someone crying or talking about their life history or bawling or doing something like that. Very emotional, right? And it happens to me every single time. My sister always laughs at me because this is like such a common occurrence no matter where I go. And so this happened as well. I ended up in a bedroom uh, with someone who was crying and telling me about how she missed her boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. Not being unempathetic. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I understood that it was going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I'm always prepared for it. And so I listened to her. I consoled her. And then we moved out and we went off our own ways because it was a party and I wanted to enjoy myself. So I did that. And then as time went on, I became more and more tired. And so I would sit back again in a group of people and I would just watch. I would watch. I would listen. They would talk because they're all extroverted. They want to talk. I'd ask them questions. And then they'd talk some more. And I'd just sit and listen. And then when I got tired, I would look and do people watching to kind of reintegrate and to feel better about myself, to kind of not be as tired. And that's what I would do at inter intervals. I'd go into a group of people, I'd you know, listen, I'd talk, and then I'd get tired and I'd, I'd leave the group and I'd just sit back with the wall behind me on a nice, comfortable chair and do a little bit of people watching, drinking, and like, just like watching people. Kind of thing. And then people would come in and like, why are you sitting by yourself? Come hang out with us. And then I'd go hang out with them. They talk, I get tired again, and, and I'd leave again and go do my people watching thing. 
it's like the ebbs and cycles of, of a night. You know, I was actually out for a long time, which is very surprising because after a while of that, I'm like, alrighty, I am done. It is over. I want to go home. I am done with not, I'm just done with being around people. Oh man, I'm tired. And boom, that is like the end of it. I've reached my level. I've reached my limit. I can't do it anymore. And I will sometimes say goodbye. Mostly I will not because I don't want to bother saying goodbye to everyone. And I'll just leave. My friends know that, that, you know, I've reached my limit. They don't want to bother with it. They know I'm leaving. They don't, they know that at some point in the night, I'll leave without telling them. And they, I, I know I can take care of myself. They don't need to worry about me. So everything is fine. And so that's what happened. I was tired. I got exhausted. The conversation I was having was really tiring me out. And this person had just pinned me and would not let me go and would not stop talking. And so I was like, all right, I am done. It's time for me to go. It's late. And... I have to get up early to work. That's what I, my excuse is always. I need to get up early to work, which is a true thing. Always works well. Well, not always, because people think I'm crazy when it's a Saturday night, and they're like, well, I have to get up early tomorrow to work. And it's a truth, but no one wants to believe me, kind of thing. And so I left. And that was the end of the party. Got home. Oh, my God, that was a huge whoosh of relief. As soon as I opened the door to my apartment and closed it behind me, and I have the space all to myself, all of a sudden, I'm in like ecstasy mode. I'm so grateful. I'm so happy. I'm just so relieved to be on my own. I'm just, I do, I drink a little bit of water, I'll sit, you know, I'll play a little bit of online games. I'll just be relaxed. I'm back in my element. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be a chameleon. I don't have to talk to anyone. I don't have to be anyone. I don't have to do anything. I can just be myself. And that was my revelation at a party. This is what I do every single time. It's very similar End up having a lot of sob story conversations, a lot of conversations with people asking me for advice, and then I have a lot of other conversations where I am just a participant, just an observer, and everyone else is talking, and I'm just asking questions to keep the conversation going. And that's how it goes. What about you guys? I'd love to hear from you guys. This is just something I want to share with you guys. I just had this happen to me. I thought it'd be interesting for you guys to hear it. How do you guys spend your time at a party? Do you do exactly the same thing as I do? Or like, how is it different for you? I'd love to hear from you guys. Let me know. If you guys are interested, you can join my team at patreon.com slash boomshaka. That's my name. I'll talk to you guys the next time around, yeah? Bye for now. Thanks for listening. If you want to put a face to the voice, you can check out my YouTube channel, Boomshaka. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.